says the entrance of your word giveth light and it giveth understanding to the simple 
Father, make us simple enough tonight, this morning, to get understanding. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as your word will go, be going forth, Father, let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let there be transformation in the name of Jesus. For as many that have been groaning and crying, that Lord, we, when will you speak to me? Father, I pray that you will speak to them this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. I want you to welcome somebody from inside. Say, you are welcome from God's presence to God's presence. Say, you are welcome from God's presence to God's presence. The Bible says, the Lord inhabit the praises of his people. The Lord is here this morning. And I appreciate God for this grace. And also, I want to appreciate God for our fathers who have given me this privilege to bring the word of God to God's people this morning. It is not because I'm better. It is not because I know the scriptures that much. It is by the grace of God. And I also want to appreciate God for my fathers on the altars. I celebrate. Please help me to celebrate them. Hallelujah. And uh, Reverend, Reverend Okoro, God bless you, sir. Um, I thank God for this grace. And I pray God will grant me the grace to deliver. Not just to preach a nice message but to but through the words of God lives will be impacted in the name of Jesus uh, several months ago a young man contacted me through WhatsApp I think um, through his wife and then he was going through certain things and then he, he was chatting me up and I said okay I'm going to give you some assignment in prayer and then before I landed the boy said ah, if it is prayer just forget it in fact I even had fasting and everything and then I was just thinking within me I said our, uh, it is not our prayer it is not about being able to pray that matters it is not about being able to fast that matters but our ability to shift things to cause a change with our prayer and fasting. You know, a lot of us, we brag that ah, if it is prayer, forget it. I am good in prayer. If it is fasting, Abba, leave that one. I can pray, I can fast for 365 days. But that has become a, a kind of religiosity that, is, that has come to a level where it is not making any change. I'm not saying prayer and fasting is not effective. They are powerful. In fact, there are certain things the Bible says this kind will not go unless by what? By prayer and fasting. When we mix our prayer and fasting with understanding, it brings power. It brings power. The young man was telling me, he said, if it is that one, just leave it. In fact, I can even add fasting, I can. And that is why each time we have the privilege to hear God's word, we need to be humble enough to know what he will say unto, unto us. I think in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 1, the prophet said, I will stand upon my watch, I will, I will, I will stay on the Torah, and I will listen, I will wait to see what he will say unto me. There is something that God is always saying to us in every season. When our daddy sent um, a message that by the grace of God I'm going to be 
taking the message. I was just waiting on the Lord. Say, God, what will you tell your people? If it is messages, if it is text, I mean, uh, um, sermon text messages. There are a lot of them that I've, I can just pick one and say, okay, let me just go. No. But there is always a word of the season for every time. The message that I'm preaching today, it may not be that, though the word of God is new every time, but the same word might not meet up next Sunday. Hallelujah. And from the place where we read, I've been so disturbed about the scriptures. Sometimes the word of God is for our learning, is for rebuke, is for correction, and is for building up our faith. When God was speaking, media, please help me. Isaiah chapter 42 from verse 18. Isaiah 42 and verse 18. I am trusting God I will be praying this morning. At least I want us to dedicate like 30 minutes to pray. But before then, I want us to do that with understanding. Verse 18, the Bible says, Hear, you deaf. Look, you blind, and see. The next verse. It's a who is blind, but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send. Who is blind like the one committed to me? Blind like the servant of the Lord. Now, does this look like an insult? Many of us may say, no, don't insult me. If this is coming to God from God to me, I will gladly receive it. Because there's something God is about to call my attention to as his servant. And now I want you to understand in this place that it is not just about pastors. This is not just talking about pastors. It is talking about everyone that is called of God into this fold as a as a as children of God as a believer. It's a listing. You deaf. And come, you blind. He said, who is blind? Not the heading, not the unbelievers, but the ones that they are called my people. The one that is called, the one that I have sent as a messenger. And then verse 20. Media, please, verse 20. Verse 20. He said, you have seen many things but have not paid but have paid no attention your ears have, are open but you hear nothing it is important for us to understand that it is not the amount of things that we hear that brings about understanding but the amount of things that we paid attention to it is not just our ability. Somebody says that many people are see, but not many people. I mean, many people look, but not many people see. There have been many things that have been happening since the beginning of the year. Not just as a, as a nation, as a church, as individuals in our families. We have been seeing many things. God has been revealing, showing things to us. But we do not pay attention. 
God has been identifying, helping us identify certain things as believers and as a church. And we are not paying attention. We are not observing. Verse 21. He said, It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. In other words, he magnified his word to be glorious, to be honorable. And verse 22, which is the last that I'm going to be stressing. Now, he said, but this is a people plundered and looted. And all of them um, scrubbed, is it? R wrapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder with no one to do what to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. King James said, there's no one to say, restore. Now, God is calling our attention to certain things. That there have been series of captives that have been taken captives. He's not just talking about the physical here. In other words, in this regard, God was actually talking about the physical captivity. But spiritually, there have been many people that have been taken captives for ages. There have been many families, there have been many destinies that have been, you know, looted without anybody saying restore. And that was what is the concern in the heart of God. In other words, these people could not even recognize that these people had been taken captive. They could not even identify and observe that it is the enemy that is at work in this person's life. They could not even see that it is God that is bringing judgment to these people. Because of what God said, they are blind and they are deaf. I pray God we open our eyes today in the name of Jesus. He said they are for a prey and no one delivers. He said for plunder and no one says restore. I don't know how to title this message, but I'll, I'll just give it a, a, a title or a team. Who we say restore. I give it that title. Who we say restore. We have been seeing many things in our families, but we don't pay attention. There have been many things the devil has been doing in the lives of our siblings, in the life of our parents. And then we have seen it repeated in the life of other of our brethren, of our brothers or sisters. And we, we, we could not discern that there's something wrong in that part. Most of the things that we are going through, we, we've seen the, a repetition in the life of other people in our family. And our attention has not been called to it. And that is why God wants to call our attention to certain things this morning. And because of that, I'm going to be very sweet because I want us to pray. Who will say restore? Everyone was just looking in the same direction. Everyone was just doing the same thing. Everyone was just doing the things just by the fact that God has been releasing visions. God has been giving dreams. 
But they have the vision, but they just say, well, it's just a dream. They have been seeing things, oh, it's just my imagination. Ah, no, it's just the economy that is just bringing things like that. We try to give tax certain things or attribute certain things to the general phenomenon, you know, things that are happening globally. But I want to say that there are things that are just hiding under the global, you know, economy and so many things. So who will say restore? Who will say restore? Number one, the person that will stay restored must be an intercessor. Somebody say an intercessor. Intercessor. Who is an intercessor? Ezekiel chapter 22. Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel chapter 22. Verse 29 to 31. Ezekiel chapter 22. Anybody there? Or the media? Ezekiel 22. From verse 29. Yes, go ahead, sir. 20, uh, 30. Hallelujah. Okay, read verse 30. Um, 31. Thank you, sir. Please, media, take me back to verse 30. He said, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land on behalf of the family on behalf of the church on behalf of the individuals that i should not destroy it but i found none it is not because there are no people who have the quality you know the, the masculine quality to be called a man but that is not what god was actually looking for there is a quality that God was actually looking for that is called a man. And who is this man? A man is not, you know, it's not everybody that carries the masculine quality that can be called a man. And likewise, women, there are times that they can even give an attribute of a man to a woman because of certain qualities. And what are those qualities? It is the quality to take responsibility the ability to stay and say God I will stand in the gap there are many things God has been calling our attention to but because we are looking at this I say no the pastors are there the prophets are there the apostles are there the evangelists are there well me I'm just a member I'm just this I'm just that but God is saying I'm looking for a man that will stand in the gap in your family I'm looking for a man that will stand in the gap on behalf of these people. Look, look, look and see what is happening to them. But I need a man that will be able to lift a cry on behalf of these people. There have been many times God has revealed certain things to us. But because we think, okay, this message is just, is just for the pastors. Okay, I think um, God will show them. But God is actually revealing certain things to us so that we can stand in the gap on behalf of these people. He said, I sought for a man. A man is somewhat makes up a man is 
the ability to take up responsibility. And I want you to understand that our failure to take up responsibility, especially in the kingdom, we bring about brutality in the church, in the body, in the nation, even in the family. We are not only the one that is going to bear the consequences of our refusal to take responsibilities, but there are destinies that will suffer for it. God said, I have called you, I have made you the joy of many generations. It means that if you do not rise to take up this responsibility, many people will continue to be in sorrow. Many people will continue to be in sadness. But until you take up that responsibility and say, God, I will stand in the gap. And that is what is called an intercessor. Somebody that will be moved and say, I don't, it is not just enough for you to say, I don't like what is happening, you know, what is happening to people in the church. It, is, it shows that when God is giving you a concern, it shows that God is calling you to an office of an intercessor. Every believer has been called to that office. He said, I sought for a man, not just a man that has muzu. A man and a woman that can carry response, that can take up responsibility. On behalf of these young people that are just wasting away, I sought for a man that will rise, not just holding a microphone, but in the corner of their room and begin to intercede. On behalf of this family that are just going through tough time, I'm seeking for a man that will arise and say enough and restore. I'm seeking for a man that on behalf of the things, there are many of you, there are things you have been noticing in your family, but you, you, you don't you just say, ah oh God, and let's just see a prophet, let's just go, but God and then you, it looks as if you are the one that is more concerned about it, right? shows that God is calling you to an office on a, of an intercessor, and let me tell you something, there are things that God will use the minister to do in your life, there are things that you yourself, you have to do in your family I think in the book of Joshua, I think chapter 3 or chapter 7, God was telling the children of Israel, he said, I intentionally leave certain territories for your fathers not to be able to conquer them. So that as your children are growing, I want to use those battles to train them in how to fight war. Because if there are no battles to, to fight, how will God train these children to fight battles? The reason why many battles keep lingering is because we have not yet arrived to that level where we build capacity to conquer those battles until we arise and say, no, I have not gained stature to confront these confrontations. He said, I sought for a man. And that is the office of an, of an intercessor. When you, when you see me getting angry when I'm, when I'm praying or shouting, it is not because I... I though everybody, we, we love the way we pray. But sometimes, you know, the people say an hungry man is an angry man. It's the same spiritually. When you, are, when you are hungry in the place of prayer, I mean, when you are hungry spiritually, you'll be very angry. Because there are things that it will be angry to you in your spirit and there are times that until you you get angry to certain level you'll not be able to give yourself sleepless night it's over certain issues there are many people that the, the, the day they have not started seeing things that is why they, their attitude 
to, to certain things have not really remained, you know, uh, complacency, so, so to say, kind of. As a young lady, as a young man, before you get married, there are certain capacity you need to build, not just, you know, um, uh, not just to, to, to be, you know, beauty and all of that, though they are part, but there are levels that you need to get to in the place of, you know, in, in capacity building spiritually that will get you ready for whatever that may want to come in the in, in, in marriage and beyond. You see, I sought for a man and the quality of that man is the man that is ready to take responsibility. There are many of us, we don't want to take responsibilities. As young men, the glory of young men is their strength. And I want to tell you that don't give God the leftover of your strength. There are many people, they want to give God, oh, after I've got, let me just go and spend my own life in the world. Later I will come by. It means that you are telling God, God, I want to give you the leftover of my strength. There are many people that say, okay, when I grow old, at that time I will. You are telling God that God, I'm going to give you the leftover of my time. The best you can give to God now is the time now that you are, you are young to invest it in the place of prayer invest it in building capacity invest it in blessing lives and doing the work of the kingdom he said my people are plundered they are taken for a prey there is no one to say restore how many people have been taken captives in our families how many people have been plundered how many destinies have been destroyed without our ability to rise and say restore and that is the office of an intercessor somebody who is ready to take risk with God for the sake of other believers for the sake of the church for the sake of the nation an intercessor an intercessor is not somebody that will just pray for five minutes and say Lord I'm okay there is something that is driving you into the place of prayer and there are many of you who have already started sensing certain things you know coming from the year you know from we are, we are hoping that the 2022 will be much better will be much god forbid if things become worse than now how are we prepared it means that before the year comes our ability to rise get prepared ahead of time will make us to look at the year and say oh this challenge I've conquered it long ago before I get here. Say so, I sought for a man. I sought for a man. And then number two, somebody that would be able to declare, restore, is the person I call a seer. Verse 18 of Isaiah chapter 42. He says, Hear ye death. And look, ye blind. They say, Who is blind but my servant? Who is deaf but him that I've called or my messenger? Our ability to see will grant us an edge over the devil. There are many things the devil is doing in the nation, there are many things the devil is doing around us, there are many things God is also doing but our ability to see seeing is just, just it's not just about looking 
we are all seeing things right now but not many of us is able to perceive what is happening even right now as we are seated hallelujah so our ability to enter the office of a seer the other time when god when god gave me the privilege to to minister i was talking about the sun in the voice of god the sun in the atmosphere of god and 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 i said that is the sun means our ability to detect what god is doing or what the devil is doing the psalmist said this is the lord's doing it is marvelous in our sight and jesus was also given a parable of the weed when he talked about how that a master sows seeds i mean they, they he sent his servant to to plant and then after they have planted the 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 the, the, the servant began to notice that master have we not sown good seed how come the weeds grew together with the weed he said the enemy has done this because while men slept the enemy came and so tired there are certain things we need to begin to observe that no this is not the doings of god this is the enemy but how do we how can we detect a seer is somebody that is not just looking but observing a seer is not just somebody that is just hearing but perceiving but until we enter into that office of an intercessor our ability to see and to discern may not be sharpened as it ought to they say there is no one to say restore then who will say restore there are many times the enemy has you know declared word on the family there are many times the enemy has come to steal many things not just about physical things but spiritual things there are many times we have lost many things and then we cannot just explain it but while we are just thinking you know probably one of our brother or our sister just say ah this is what also happened to me i say well let's just keep praying and that did not give us an understanding that no there is something that is responsible for this thing how can the children of the same mother of the same father of the same family be experiencing certain things without getting an understanding that there is something that is responsible the office of a seer our ability to see and that is why we need to cry to god open my eyes lord as we are advancing as we are coming to the end of the year there is something that you will see that you will make you not to just wait for the church to declare personal prayer that by yourself you say god ah this is so oh, this is this is me I, there is, there is, there's more to this version of me there are times that are things that are coming to us is because the level we are is the one attracting those things but when we grow beyond that level we begin to understand that we begin to experience new things hallelujah the office of a seer and lastly lastly To enter fully as a deliverer. Somebody say, I am a deliverer. Say it loudly. Say, I am a deliverer. Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 21. 
Don't say it's only Jesus that is the deliverer. Don't preach heresy here. Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 21. Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 21. He said, Who will say restore? Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 21. He said, Deliver us. We go up on Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord. In other words, there are many saviors that God is going to raise. There are many deliverers. By virtue of the death and resurrection of Jesus that will bring about many deliverers to come upon Mount Zion. That will carry out the activities of deliverers. What is the activities of deliverers? Let's go back to the, the book of Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 19 oh, verse 22 he said but these people plundered and looted and all of them wrapped in peace or hidden away in prisons they have become plunder with no one to rescue them they have been made loot with no one to say send them back so a deliverer is somebody that has built capacity in the place of prayer as a seer because when the enemy is at work somebody who is an intercessor will be able to dictate and discern no this is what the devil is doing in this place you'll be able to withstand even without the person involved knowing and by the time we entered into that office of a deliverer as individuals as a family for ourselves you begin to see that miracles begin to happen whatever the pastors is doing here will just be an addition but the bunch of the work is heavy on the pastors because we have not yet entered into that office as believers and that's why i want us to pray this morning so that god will break who we say restore an intercessor is here and a deliverer can we be on our feet this morning